Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome to episode 25 of the Grief with Grace podcast. I honestly can't believe I'm up to episode 25. I had the idea for this podcast less than a year ago. Um, It was right at the end of last year, at the end of 2019. And I had originally intended to launch it in May, but because of COVID and all of the uncertainty in the world and having to restructure things that we all had to do, um, I pushed it back and it actually launched on June 30th. So what's that? Four and a half months. Um, I've done 25 episodes and we're at almost 2,700 downloads on all continents in the world. So I am deeply humbled and deeply grateful. And I know that I say this quite often, but I'm absolutely sincere. I really want to hear from you. I want you to send me your ideas for topics. Um, I want you to let me know what resonates with you, what you want more of, what you want less of, more interviews, um, more solo episodes. It doesn't matter. I want this to be what will help and assist you on your grief and healing journey. So when I make that invitation, it's heartfelt. Those are not just empty words. It's not just an empty sentiment that's a throwaway, oh, you know, by the way, I'm absolutely sincere when I say I really want to hear from you because I want you to help me help you. I've said that for years in my paralegal work um, to my clients that, you know, yeah, I'm asking you to do these certain things, but it's so that you need to help me help you. And it's the same thing here. So with that said, again, welcome to episode 25. And in this episode, I really want to give you some ideas on how to navigate the upcoming holidays in a way that honors your grief. This episode is going to be released about nine days before Thanksgiving in the United States, so mid-November. I don't even know what that date will be, 16th, 17th, something like that. Right off that, we have Hanukkah, we have Christmas, we have New Year's. Um, I know that Diwali is being celebrated right now, or around the same time, Um, and then a lot of us have birthdays and angel days between like November through January as well. Um, So there's a lot of intense energy at this time of year. And I'll give you an example from my own life. My dad's birthday was November 7th. My father's angel day was November 14th of 1993. So when this is released, I will have just passed the 27-year mark, which is unimaginable to me that my dad left that long ago. Um, I had two uncles, my mom's brothers, who both passed away in November, my uncle Hap on November 21st of 1991, my uncle Frank on November 28th of 1997. Um, So all of those were in November in the 1990s, all were, you know, within a span of three weeks, different years, but within that 
time period. My youngest grandson will be two on November 30th. Then, you know, again, we have Christmas, we have, um, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas. My son's second angel day will be on January 6th. And then my birthday is two weeks after that. So, and I know that this is true of so many of you, you have a lot of significant dates around this time of year, which makes the holidays even more intense. And then of course, this year in 2020, we can throw in COVID so that, you know, this year has been strange anyway, the holidays are going to be strange. Um, I know that there are some cities in the United States and some countries in Europe that are starting to implement stronger lockdown rules and restrictions again. Um, I'm not going to comment on those one way or the other, just to say that it's happening. And so, you know, it's hard to celebrate when part of us is missing. I remember how difficult it was. My father passed away two, no, yeah, two weeks, maybe 10 days before Thanksgiving in 1993. I remember how strange that was uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving and then Christmas that year. Um, I remember the first Christmas after my mom passed away. I mean, I'm going to be really honest here. I mean, I'm honest with you all the time, but I'm going to be very vulnerable. That's a better way to put it. Um, I drank too much that first Christmas. My son Greg and and his dad had to drive me home, um, which was not a healthy way of dealing with it. But that was when I was early on in my spiritual journey. So it was a learning experience for me. Um, and so when we have a loved one who's no longer here with us during the holidays, their absence is even more obvious. It's even more painful. Their, it's, their absence is amplified. I mean, you can't help but notice that someone very important in your life is no longer physically here. So what do you do if you have other children or grandchildren? How do you celebrate with them? What do you do if you don't have other children or grandchildren, if your only child is no longer in this life and you're alone for the holidays? Do you stay home? Do you travel? Again, the options might be more limited this year than in previous years. So I wanted to give you some ideas to help you consider now what you're going to do and what it will be like, what it'll look like for you. Again, when this episode is released, you'll have a little over a week before Thanksgiving in the United States and about five weeks before Christmas. Um, and so I hope some of these ideas will help you make this a little smoother for you and kind of smooth out some of the rawness and the rough edges that, that you're going to feel, especially if this is your first or second set of holidays without your loved one. So the first thing to look at is your traditions. You need to need to make a conscious choice as to which ones you're going to keep, which ones you're going to change, which ones you're going to just release, which ones you're going to add in honor of your child or other loved one. Um, I know that I love Christmas music, love it. The first year after my mom was gone, and then again last year, because last year was my first year without Greg, here physically, I couldn't listen to Christmas music. I just couldn't do it. Um, so that might be something to look at. If you can listen to it and honor your loved one, great. If you can't, don't. It's all right. Look at shopping. Again, this year, because of COVID, 
it could be different. Um, do as much of it as you can online. I mean, I've been shopping online for years anyway, but last year in particular, in particular, I really did a lot more online because I did not want to be, I couldn't be in that happy celebratory atmosphere. Um, I knew that it would be too hard for me. So I honored that in myself. And then decorating. What what do you want to do? Last year, I was not going to decorate for Christmas. I did end up putting up my little twinkly lights and my, I have very few because of my lifestyle now. I don't, I haven't put a tree up in years um, because I don't celebrate Christmas at my house. I always go to my older son's house. But what's that going to look like for you? Do you want to put decorations up or not? Either way is okay, but make a conscious choice as to what you do or don't do. If you do have other family members, try to come to a consensus before Thanksgiving and Christmas as to how you're going to celebrate this year, what you're going to do, what your family get-togethers are going to look like. Are you going to have the same traditions? Are you going to have the same foods? Are you going to do something different? Um, But also find a way to acknowledge everyone's grief because everyone is going to be feeling the physical absence of your loved one, whether it's your child, your parent, because I know that there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who don't have children in spirit. So I'm trying to go a little broader, although some of what I talk about is going to be specific to those of us who have children in spirit. But don't try to ignore, don't ignore your grief or try to push it away. Also, don't judge the way someone else chooses to grieve especially during this time of year. Feel the grief, feel the pain, feel the sadness, honor it in yourself and someone else. If you're at a celebration or a get together and you need to excuse yourself and go outside and take a walk around the block or go into the bathroom to have a minute for yourself to either cry or scream or, or meditate or connect with your child or whatever it is, do it. Don't suppress that and stay in a, um, in a circumstance or an environment when you're trying to suppress a strong emotion, because if you do, it will usually come out sideways and not in a very beautiful way. So the point of all of that, and the point of this whole episode really is to encourage you to honor what it is that you require in any given moment in time, and then also to honor what other people require. So if you have a spouse or another child that needs a minute to themselves, let them have it. Encourage them to take a break from whatever's going on. And again, either go outside or go into the, you know, another, another room or the bathroom or whatever it is. Um, that's okay. You need to set really strong boundaries. Say yes to what feels right for you and then say no to things that do not feel right or necessary. So don't do anything out of a sense of obligation. Again, so much of this is true throughout the entire year, throughout your entire life, but especially at this time of year, because you know how emotional everything is at this time of year anyway. When you add in significant loss, it's even more amplified. 
Um, another thing is to make lists of things you need to do, things you need to buy, people you need to be in contact with, whatever it is. Make lists so that you can avoid as much stress as possible because when you get to a store, if you don't have a list, it's going to be really difficult, whether it's a grocery store or a, you know, Target or whatever it is to go Christmas shopping. It's going to be so hard to remember. And if you do go to a store, I mean, they're already playing Christmas music. It's not even Thanksgiving in the United States. We just passed Halloween. They're already playing Christmas music and they have Christmas decorations out and all of that. So it's going to be difficult enough, challenging enough. You don't want to have to go back if you can avoid it. Now, if it doesn't bother you, if it uplifts you, then great, fine. Spend hours and hours wandering the aisles of a store. That's fine. For most people, especially parents who have a child in spirit, that's not the case. So again, it's just another way to try to avoid as much stress as possible. Um, Again, going back to boundaries, do not let anyone else tell you what you should or should not do. And don't do anything out of a sense of obligation. So just because you've always done something one way or you feel you should do something, honor what is best for you. And that includes canceling things if you need to. If that's best for you, cancel something or decline an invitation, whether it's your first year or your 10th. It does not matter. Really, just skip the whole thing if you need to. That's okay. I will invite you that if you are setting boundaries or canceling or leaving things, because you may be at a celebration at someone else's home and you feel the need to leave, do it with grace and compassion and kindness. Okay? Also, be really aware of, be conscious of not allowing yourself to become overwhelmed by all the doing. There's so much doing energy and pushing energy and obligatory energy at this time of year. Try to avoid that. Try to stay out of that. Again, lists are a really good way to avoid that because if you make a list of all the things you need to do, all the places you need to go and the things you need to purchase, you can space it out between now and the time of the celebration, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is. Um, Again, shop online as much as you can to avoid going into stores. I will do that again this year as much as possible. Um, And then something that you can do that's really sweet is to do a random act of kindness in your loved one's name. And so think of it this way. If your loved one were still here, you would be likely spending money on that person for the holidays. Take that money, whether it's $20 or $200 or whatever it is, and go to Walmart and pay off someone else's toys on layaway. Now, don't pay off an adult's big screen TV that's on layaway, okay? But pay off or make a payment on someone else's toys that are on layaway. Because if someone's put things on layaway, chances are that they're struggling financially. And any amount of money is going to help them provide for their child for Christmas. And do it in your child's name or your loved one's name. It's such a sweet thing to do. And 
Um, yeah, so that's something that I did last year in Greg's name. I never even told anyone about it, but I did, and I'm going to do it again this year. Uh, another thing you can do is buy a gift that you would have bought for your child and donate it to a charity. So regardless of your child's age, it can be a toy, give it to Toys for Tots. Um, it can be, you know, m- m- something that's for more of a grown child. You can give it to another type of charity. Um, you can donate money in your child's name to a charity. I did that last year for Greg's birthday. I donated a lot of money. I took, I did a GoFundMe and I donated to it. And so did a lot of Greg's friends and, and family members. And I donated that money to a pet rescue organization, the pet rescue organization where I adopted my little dog from. Um, I had adopted my dog years before, but I love that organization. So I donated that money in his name. You could donate a meal to a family in need in your child's name through your local church or charity. Um, if you go to church, donate flowers for the altar for Christmas services. Um, another thing you can do is you can make a Christmas decoration in your child's honor. So if you have other children or if you have nieces, nephews, grandchildren, make a Christmas decoration memorializing your child. And then ask yourself for your celebrations. How can you bring your loved one into your holidays? What were their favorite foods for that holiday that you can, you can prepare? What were their favorite traditions? Light a candle for them. Set a place at a ta- at the table for them. Say their name. Don't pretend that that just because they're not here physically that they aren't here because they are very much here. Watch a movie that they loved. Uh, share a story about them at your table at your celebration table. Uh, leave an empty chair at the table with a place setting for them. So again, you know, go back to what you require. Like I said, leave a store if you need to. If the decorations or the music are too much for you, it's okay. I don't know why that just popped into my head, even though I kind of talked about that earlier. Um, I don't really have notes for this episode, so I'm just kind of talking off from my heart. I was going to say off the cuff. I don't like that. Um, I'm talking from my heart. Um, Be sure not to place any expectations on yourself or anyone else. This goes back to honoring where you are in your grief journey, honoring where other people are in their grief journey. Okay. Also something else that just came to mind that I should have mentioned when I mentioned that I drank too much um, that first Christmas after my mom passed away. I was okay until I opened the gift from my older son and his family. It was a beautiful, and I have it, I, it hangs all year round um, in my house in a place where I can see it when I sit in my living room. It's a beautiful ornament with a picture of my mom inside of it. And when and it's a, it has a saying um, engraved on the back of it. And it's something about, I think it's something about spending my first Christmas with Jesus. My mom was Catholic, so, you know, I, we honor that in her. Um, and I lost it when I opened that. Um, and that's when I sent my son and my and his dad went to the liquor store and I said all right get me this and they did and I thoroughly took advantage of it um but be aware of a desire to consume excess alcohol because while it will temporarily reduce the pain I am speaking from personal experience it prolongs the anguish and the suffering and I didn't feel very good the next day either so 
Um, another thing, and this kind of goes along with what I was mentioning earlier about making lists of things so that you can space them out. Leave time and space in your life and in your celebrations. That way you don't become overly exhausted and overwhelmed and overcome with all of the emotions. So it's really important to leave time and space in between things. And include in that time to feel all of it, time to honor your grief, time to honor your sadness and and the missing of your child from this physical life. Something else that's really important that will help you is to ask for help, whether it's help cooking or cleaning if you do celebrations at your home, um, help with wrapping gifts or buying gifts, or help emotionally. Reach out, reach out to me if you want to, if you're struggling and you want to have a conversation. I am opening up more space in my calendar in December. I will let you know how many slots I have available. And they're about 20 to 30 minutes um, a piece. And I will schedule some time in December for that, um, you know, to help you process things and to help you, you know, just to see where you are. They're totally complimentary. I don't sell anything on them. They're just, it's almost like we get together for coffee or tea. That's it. And we do it over Zoom. And I've done lots of them in the last couple of months and I've gotten great feedback on them. So keep an ear out for that. I will announce that probably the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States because I think that is the second, that, that might be the last week of November. Um, allow yourself to feel all the feelings. Don't stop them. Don't push them down. Don't suppress them. You know, and I'm talking about those that we label good or bad. We're human and we require to feel all of the human emotions so so that they don't get stuck. And I've talked about this before, but that's when we end up going into a, a crisis of some kind, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. And at this time of year, the opportunity for that is even greater. Okay. Another thing you can do that's really beautiful, especially around Thanksgiving, is to write a gratitude list, a list of all the things that you're thankful for about your child or your other loved one in spirit. And I did this last year for um, Thanksgiving. I don't think I ever shared it with anyone, but it was really special and I kept it and I've read it off and on throughout the year. But I really encourage you to do the holidays your way not anyone else's way. Yes, if you have other family members, like I said earlier, come to an agreement about how you're going to do it. But if you are the mom of a child in spirit, honor that. Set your boundaries. Do things the way you feel is best for you, taking into consideration other family members. And if you choose not to do anything at all, that's okay too. Because remember, you get to choose your experience. So I'm going to say something that you might want to push back against, but really it's true. You can be happy. You can feel joy at this time of year or any other time of year. Do not let anyone, including you, tell you that you can't, that you'll somehow be disrespecting your child. If your child loved Thanksgiving or loved Christmas, Celebrate for them and with them. 
I believe, and I think most people who listen to this podcast believe, that our children and other loved ones will be with us because they are still with us, just they're in spirit and they want to celebrate with us. If you do feel joy, if you do laugh, and if you feel happy, if you see your your other children or your grandchildren excited about Christmas morning, don't feel guilty because you feel joyful at that. When you feel joyful, your loved one in spirit beams with joy and love for you. And then really allow yourself to feel your child's presence and honor him or her in a way that you would if they were still in this life. It'll make them feel special and it just might make your holidays a little bit less painful. I gave you a lot of examples of ways you could do that. So I want to tell you that in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about self-care and the importance of it year-round and especially during this time of year. And I will also be sharing with you my Black Friday offer that I'm going to be making. It's something I'm super excited about. It's very low cost for Black Friday, and um, I hope you will take advantage of it. And um, it's a gift you can give yourself for this time of year, or think of it as a gift your child would give to you. So until next time, I am sending you much love and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.